today, I will like to share something which Paul said, that is Philippians chapter 3 from verse 13 and 14. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In verse 13, he said, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Some of us have gone through last year, some with regret. We wish you could rewind last year and do correction, but unfortunately, it cannot be rewind. You wish you, we could go back to last year and correct our life. So if this year we have to sit down thinking about what we couldn't do last year, we will end up achieving nothing. That year is gone. It will never come again. What we couldn't achieve, you have not been able to achieve. <laughs> Don't let your mind be on those things and weigh you down. If there's anything you want to do, you look at it, why couldn't I do it? And correct yourself here and say, what can I then do now? And we need to look at our spiritual life, our physical life, and our financial life in different areas of our life. Sometimes you see yourself succeeding in one aspect of life, but failing in the other aspect of life. We need to be a balanced human being. Well, we are spirit man created in the image of God, living in this body, which we need to carry us throughout on this earth so that we can do something tangible on earth here. And we have a soul. So we have to balance all these three how to take care and feed your spirit, how to feed your body to be healthy to carry your spirit, how to train the body to be able to do what you want to do so that you can achieve your goal, how to train the mind so that it will be, or the soul, so that it will be able to help you to achieve your total goal for this year. So, for some of you, your goal is, I want to reduce weight. That is physically. Some want to increase weight because you are underweight. So our goals are not the same. While somebody is eating plenty, somebody wants to cut his food to a certain level. So you don't look at people doing things and you want to do the same. God deal with everybody individually. Somebody said something, and I love it. He said, God gives everybody a question to answer. The examination of this world, your questions are set differently. But people copy people's answer. <laughs> and expect to have the result. So don't copy people's answer. 
The answer is not what the examiner wants. It is what he asks you to do. That is what he will mark you on. Don't look at somebody's answer that, oh, he's answered a very long three papers. And I have answered only one. Maybe your question is a short question. And it demands a short answer. <laughs> Someone you have to explain and do research and do everything. Leave that person. God knows the capability of that person, what is given unto him, the syllabus that he's given unto him that year. And he knows that he can cover it all. And he also knows what you've been given to learn. So when he's setting the questions, he will not set the question as general question. That is why Christianity is a personal thing. That is why we don't even compare. Paul said that he's a fool who compares himself to other person. Because you don't know where everybody's going. Our journey in this life is different. Some, I always say, they run 100 meters. That way, you need speed. If you drag a first small, you are last. There are some, it's long journey. If you start in like a hundred meter, you'll get tired on the way and you'll sit down. So each journey needs a strategy, needs the understanding of what journey you are going. And as we wait upon the Lord, this is what we should be asking God. God, what do you want me to do? In fact, when Paul met Jesus first on Damascus Road. You know what he asked? Oh, yes, look at what he asked. If it was you, the first thing you ask is money. <laughs> As we pray, I want us to ask God. Paul asked Jesus. When Jesus said, I am the one you are persecuting, he said, who are you? Lord. I don't know how he might know it was the Lord. And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Was Paul persecuting Jesus? Jesus was dead, isn't it? He was buried. He's gone up in heaven. But he said, you are persecuting me. It means that the church on earth here represents Christ. And anyone that persecutes the church, insults the church, insulting, is insulting Jesus directly. Anyone that attacks the church is attacking Jesus directly. He's not attacking pastors. He's not attacking the church. He's attacking. I know there are bad pastors in it. The fact that they are bad doesn't mean that the church is bad. I know they are false, but it doesn't mean that. What Jesus bought with is false. Yet, you are persecuting me. So in our gathering, whoever you bring in, you are bringing Jesus' body together. You are not even doing it for the church. If you win a soul, you are not doing it because people, they, we have to say, you've won 50 souls and we clap for you. No, you are directly working for Christ. 
It should not be a burden. It should not be because the church should reward you for something. No. You are not working for Holy Ghost Temple. You are working for Jesus. Standing here, I'm preaching. I'm not preaching for you. I'm preaching because Jesus wants me to preach. So even if you insult me, that shouldn't say because some of the the people, the way they are treating me, me, I won't preach again. No, 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 no. You are a baby pastor with napkin. Your master has sent you. Some were beaten. Some were killed. But they were still preaching it. You small insult that doesn't kill. And you want to stop. <laughs> Say, you are persecuting me. Look at what Paul said. So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? This should be the first question when you come in contact with Christ or God. What do you want me to do? This year, Lord, what do you want me to do? What God wants you to do is what gives you the mark. You know, some of you work in the office. You do your work plan. And they give you a target. It doesn't matter how hard you work. If you don't work towards the target, you may work day and night. You won't get any mark. So your first and foremost is what God wants you to do. And as we pray for this fresh start, if we don't know what to do, the Bible says that you'll be blowing into the air, just like fighting with somebody you don't see. What does God want you to do this year? So in our prayers, these are the questions you should ask God. God, help me to know what to do for you this year. Help me to know what to do in my marriage this year. Help me to know what to do in my health life this year. Help me to know what to do in different areas of life, in my spiritual life, in my financial life. What can I do in this difficult time, financial time? God help me. To every situation there is a way. When it comes to God, even difficult situation is a plus for the believer. The time God prospered Isaac was a very difficult time. A difficult time that he was even afraid. In fact, he was going to follow the way his father went. At the first, his father's son, there was a similar problem. And the father went to Egypt. And God permitted it. That was God's plan for his father. Go to Egypt. He went to Egypt. So the moment this one happens, mm, when it happened, my daddy went to Egypt. So me too, let me go to Egypt. Now there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerah. 
Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to where? Egypt. Lead in the land of which I shall tell you. So there is a land in which God is going to tell you in 2023. There is something God wants you to do in 2023 to be successful in life. I'm talking about proper success. Each one of us, God has a purpose for you. You are just not an ordinary person. You are a unique person created to fit a certain purpose in life. The reason why you seem not to be making it because you haven't found your place. I remember the pastor wasn't doing very well. You put him here, you won't do what you put him here, you won't do it. And I remember one day we sat down and said, oh, this pastor, some years back, so I say, I make it. I say, ah, have we tried him in this area? So they put him into the university. Well, he was very good. I call him my Greek teacher. The guy is very good when it comes to teaching. He doesn't have the grace for pastoring. Just like putting a goalkeeper to go and be a striker. He will catch the ball in the middle of the <laughs> And you say, the guy is not helping the team. No, you have him place him at his right position. If somebody is failing in life, the reason is that he hasn't found his position yet. If everybody is finding his rightful position, the person will excel. That is why we are praying that you will find your rightful position this year so that you can excel. I hope you're getting me. Then you don't condemn yourself. Go to school. Some people have a very good photographic memory. Chew and poor. But some people have mathematical mind. So if you want to put all of them in the same, some, they are good with their uh, technical skills. So if we want to examine them the same way, some will look like they are stupid, but they are not. Education must find a way of bringing up what is in them. Some of us have been discouraged and been dropped up, not because we are bad, and we've been, we now think that we are stupid. We are not. It's just that you've not been, the education system having placed you where you ought to be. Now, most people want their children to play football. Our days, go and play football and come and meet your father in the house. <laughs> but now, you want your daughters to marry. Footballers, first, who are you a footballer? You and a doctor going to propose to a girl. Who would the lady respond in those days? Now, let... <laughs> oh, 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 uh, 
Who is the best footballer? Is she is <laughs> they said Ronaldo or Ronaldo or Cristiano Ronaldo or, or Messi. No, Messi, Messi, Messi. Let Messi come to this church. And visit us in this church. And let's say Messi is coming to Holy Ghost Temple. The whole Accra politicians, everybody <laughs> will come to church. Not because of Jesus, because of mercy. His gift and his calling is his foot. Some people gift and their calling is their hands. Some people gift and their calling is their mouth. Not to insult, but. <laughs> Some people gift and their calling is their brain. Some people give and they're calling their eyes. Some give and calling their ears. So God has given everybody something. And life is a tragedy not to know why you are on this earth. It's a tragedy not to know the purpose why you are created. Created in the image of God to do something. When God even created Adam, he gave him that this is what you can do. He showed him what to do. Multiply, increase. You are created for a purpose. This is why we want to pray that God help us to find this purpose. So as we come, as we pray during the week, it is to help you to focus. Anytime you focus, you are able to achieve well. But if you don't have something to focus on, you will be running around. I didn't do much science. But we used to use, uh, how do you call it? Uh, this class, they'll turn it to the sun and focus the sun in such a way that will gather all the sun energy. And when it's pointed to something, it begins to burn and bring fire. The fire was there. The heat is there. But he gathered all the heat and focused it on the place. And it, it brought fire. So there is power all here. Amen. But it is when you are able to gather them and focus on that thing that you can get it. Amen. I pray that God will help you. Paul says, what can I do? His first thing is he knows that if he's able to find what to do, he will get everything. So as we pray, let this be your heart prayer. It shouldn't be because of, I see a mission, I saw a there be a 40 days, I fast it, now for 21 days, somebody will come. I can't January is a big deal, I can't say, No, don't. Now that we have started the year, 
want to enjoy small. Pastor is bringing fast. So when at all can we enjoy life? But it's for your own good. And I believe that God will surely answer you. If you sincerely look for him, he will answer you. Then going back to my scripture as I end, he says, forgetting the things that what? Forgetting those things which are what? Behind. There are two things. There are things behind and there are things in front of you. We have yesterday and we have tomorrow to deal with. Your today will take you to your tomorrow. So what you'll be doing during this week, three weeks, will take you into your tomorrow. Forgetting what lies what behind. Because you cannot rewind last year to do your correction. <laughs> you can only look forward to grab what God has for you this year. To move in life. We have regret because we make mistakes. Yes, some of you will stay on our mistakes too long. If you find out you've made a mistake, do your correction and move on. Don't stand there crying about a mistake for one year. That year has been wasted. So, put it behind and reach forward. How do we run the life of race? It's a race. Then run forward to touch what is ahead of you. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are what? Ahead. There must be something ahead of you. You can look at your life in different areas. Something ahead of you, what do you want to be? The other day, I was talking about which I said I would, I would be dealing with them. That as you enter this year, we need to meet Jesus. I said we need to see Jesus. But which kind of Jesus are you going to meet? Is it the Jesus in a manger which you have to carry him and take care of him? Is it the Jesus who healed the blind? so that he can give light and direction to you. To some of us, that's the person we need. We need understanding in certain area. You need the Jesus that healed the blind. To some, the Jesus that healed the lame, we have been paralyzed. And we are sitting and sleeping for 38 years. And we become helpless. All our hope is lost. You can meet that Jesus this year. And when you meet that Jesus this year, when you start talking, I have no one to help me. Truly, let him tell you this well, nobody thinks much better for you than himself. Everybody cares for himself first before you. So if you're waiting for somebody to make your concern his concern, forget it. Take your life in your hand. Take yourself, I'm the only person in this world. If I face this situation, 
what will I do? You look to Jesus. Say, so I have no Jesus, do you want to be healed? That's a question. And he started giving problems. I have no one to help me. No man has come to propose to me. Christ should be our center. This year, let Jesus be what you are looking for. Run towards him. You know, your problem is not another person's problem. It is in your problem that you see Christ in it. The lame man, his problem was not eating food. His problem was to rise up. And his, his eyes will see people getting healed. And he's lying down. That's very, very, very painful. That you'll be there for 38 years. Somebody comes very, just now, gets the husband, gets his breakthrough, and you are still coming to church, cleaning the place, and doing everything, and the thing is not happening. And you are not getting anything out of it. Frustrated. And Jesus came around and said, gentlemen, why are you lying down there? Don't you know that I've been here for long? Jesus said, do you want to be healed? Do you want your solution this year? And you start giving your problem. He is not asking you to give you, to narrate your problem stories. He said, he knows you are lame. He knows you are paralyzed. He knows you don't have the ability to get up, to go and fall in the water. No matter how long they give you, you will still be lying down there. And you are such a person that he comes to help. He knows some people can easily jump. And those people is only an itching. So once there's a stirring, they can easily run into it. There are some in the church, they're like, they're paralyzed. They can't do anything. And people are blaming them. The thing is staring, why don't you jump into it? The person can't jump. And you have been in this church for 15 years, 20 years. Still as an outing. The person is paralyzed. Waiting. And Jesus comes there. Why is that all the people that have come, they become, do you want, he didn't ask them, why did you keep lost? Do you want to be who you are? He said, oh, Jesus, I came to this church. I've been here for a very long time. And even the pastor, when he's preaching, he's never prophesied to me once. <laughs> he will come and pass me, go to the next person. New people come. He'll prophesy upon them. And me alone, I have never had a single prophecy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he says, what have I done? I have given up. 25 years, no prophecy, nothing, no vision. But I see people having their prophetic word, rising up, having their breakthrough, their healing and everything, but I have been here. He says, that's not what I'm asking. 
What I'm asking you is that, do you want to be healed? Don't give me stories about people. Don't give me stories about your discipline. I have no one to help me. Yes, you won't have anybody to help you. Because Jesus is the helper. Amen. Your helper has come and want to help you. And this year, your helper will come to help you. Those who are paralyzed in finances, paralyzed in health, paralyzed spiritually, paralyzed in different areas, you want to rise up, but you can't rise up. You want people to help, but people are too busy for their own thing. Look to Jesus now. You come to the position and say, rise up. To those people, they are to rise up and take up their mat and walk. That's what you need. Rise up, take up your bed, and go home. You've been here for a very long time. Probably the children in the house don't know him. But he's been lying there for 38 years. So he's been there. But you won't remain there forever. Now, the Jesus that says, take up your bed and walk. Amen. You can't remain where you are forever. Amen. Rise up now. Amen. This year is a year of rising up. Amen. Where Christ will appear to you Amen. and give you the strength to rise up. Amen. You will not remain the same. Some of us, the Jesus we need to meet is a Jesus who will tell us all about us when we are rejected. See the woman who went to the well to fetch water. Maybe she went alone. She might be a very fearful woman in that place. No woman want to work with her. You dare walk with her. She visits you one. Your husband is gone. <laughs> she was a slave queen. What can I say my name? So nobody want this woman to come close to her husband. Rejected. Maybe because of the way she is. She might be very attractive. While others are looking for one husband, she's got six. <laughs> got plenty. While we, added, no man is approaching some people, all the men are approaching her. And her strength has become a weakness for her. Her gift has become a rejection for her life because of the way she used the gift. So she was going to fetch her water, and she met Jesus. And she knew how to debate. So she entered into a conversation. Jesus first approached her, give me water to drink. And they started the debate. Before she left, she became an evangelist. 
The one that looked like rejected by the world, she was a very good evangelist. That is why I said, if you find your purpose, you become very useful. Why was she able to convince them? Because that woman, she didn't slay men for Satan. She now slay people for Christ. She convinced them. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. The woman has a way of saying things for you to believe her. And she meets your husband. She has a way of wrapping your husband to believe that, wow. But now the gift has been turned around for good. It was a good gift which the enemy was using to destroy people. But that gift can be used to save life. So no matter how people have written you off in life, you are the best candidate for Christ to meet. Some of us this year, we need to meet Jesus the healer. Medical science cannot meet and help us. You are left to your own fate. But Jesus the healer comes in and said this. Sometimes some of us need Jesus who, when demand is higher than supply, more than supply, Five loaves of bread. Few fishes. Thousands of people. No IMF that at that time <laughs> to bail you out. You are faced either for your people to die on the way or for him to do something. Five loaves of bread, he picked it. And he gave thanks for some of us, the little we have. We need to surrender it to Jesus' hand and let him break it and feed. And you shall have more basket remaining. That's the kind of Jesus you want to have to get. To some of us, we need a Jesus that can walk through a wall. The resurrected Christ. That when you are caged, and as if Jesus cannot enter, he will be there with you. Amen. So this year, as we pray, this is the kind of Jesus you are going to meet. Amen. Expect that Jesus. And he will appear to you according to your need. Amen. Did you hear what I said? Yes, I said he will do what? According to what? God bless you.